heart. All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here, and we're uh, doing without a sound card today. Unfortunately, I do have Brother Daryl on the phone, and uh, we can go live with the phone. How are you doing, Brother Daryl? Good. How are you? Yeah, well, I'm okay, except uh, I keep on having uh, electronic problems with this laptop. I even bought a new laptop to see if I could overcome the problems with this one, and that one didn't work out. So uh, we're doing the best we can broadcasting from Chicago again on my laptop. And so I think I'm going to have to take this thing in again to see what's wrong with the sound card. I can't play music from my uh, hard drive, and uh, I can play music uh, off the Internet, but I can't play it off my hard drive, and I can't access my email account either. So my laptop is all messed up, folks. So, but fortunately, we're connected with Brother Daryl. And uh, Daryl, you want to uh, update us on your campaign for? Uh, how's your campaign going? Oh, it's. Uh, I just got registered with the Missouri Secretary of State. I am going to be on the ballot as a Republican uh, for Missouri U.S. Senate. Fantastic. I, I had a Satanist call me and threaten me the other day and said he loved abortion and thought I was trying to get the Christian flag on the on the uh, Missouri flag. And I said, no, I'm not. And uh, I was very nice. I recorded it. I record everything. I would suggest to everyone to record everything. <laughs> uh, right. And uh, uh, my my court stuff has been going on and the the judge denied a motion for special performance if you're an attorney out there and listen please review it and he didn't read me my rights at this uh so-called arraignment and so i i think uh god is going to show uh the injustice that went on there with all that so trying to get that behind us and uh i've had some real positive uh comments from people and wishing me luck and really it would be uh god uh, if i could get in the in the placing and you know, I'm running uh, on my, if you go to my Facebook page, Daryl McClanahan, I have a, a little video pinned to the top with a few pictures of the kids and my wife when we were coming back from Jefferson City registering. And I put on there that I'm running for accountability in government. I advocate for jury nullification. Uh, Missouri and all states should have a bill giving the citizens a right to grand jury. If you look up citizens grand jury, you're going to see it's going to say it's white supremacist or that the, uh, that the Malyard, uh, wildlife refuge was taken over by a bunch of people that wanted a citizens grand jury. Well, uh, it was a traditional thing in America. And now only prosecutors and judges should do it. So the citizens, even this bill that was put forward by a representative who passed away, uh, it still require uh, uh, 2% of the county's population to do it, so uh, which is a lower threshold than for an audit. But so, and then also for Jeffrey Winehouse, who was shot by the Missouri Highway Patrol, and it was covered up, and there's no accountability for those guys that did that. And there's a big article that has came out uh, in the U.S. Observer, and I guess they've helped some people in Washington that had false murder charges, and they have a history of, of helping innocent people, although I contacted them, and they said for them to do a story about what happened to me in Theodosia, Missouri, I would have to pay them $15,000. Oh. So shame on the wow. yeah, shame on the journalist. And Jeffrey made me aware that the article that was written by him, there was $10,000 donated on Jeffrey's behalf 
to the U.S. Observer. They were paid $10,000 to write this article. I, now, I don't think the article is biased because of that. They're just like the attorneys. They go to the highest bidder, <laughs> and this is where this is where journalism has uh, went. Yeah. You know, and Jeffrey was a journalist, and he said to me, "Yeah, Daryl, I a story like that when before the, this tragedy happened to him, he would do a story like that for free, just like you've talked to Gina, you've right. talked to me, you've talked to, you know, and and Eurofolk wants to." you know, try to advocate and, and do journalism from their perspective. All all different journalists are going to have a different perspective, yeah, and that's what freedom freedom is about. So, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone wants to help me financially or this article as well, this U.S. Observer article, that it comes out in a – they're kind of famous, I guess, for they'll put out this newspaper article, and it is online, but in some instances they will put it in print, and they will mail it out, and they're putting it in print, and they're going to mail it out to every radio and TV station and newspaper here in the state of Missouri. Okay. And it costs money for that. So if someone wanted to help me get like 500 of them to, to uh, pass out, I, I was at the Capitol the 29th, and I walked all around the Capitol all day, well, about half the day probably, and I passed out these uh uh, a primer for prospective jurors that uh, you can go to the fully informed jury association. And I, as I pass these out to legislators, they have my name and I told them that I was running for U.S. Senate. And the government, you know, the government makes mistakes sometimes. The legislature makes mistakes. The fully informed jury wants citizens to stand in that gap because right. sometimes laws do not, we know they don't apply. Uh, when they're they're misused, and there are too many. We want less government in our lives and everything. <laughs> and when I registered with the Republican Party, hopefully this won't get me in trouble, but, you know, like I said, I record everything with court and with everything, and then they're refusing uh, uh, this latest hearing. They said, oh, we didn't record that hearing yet. All, why would they not record my hearing in court? Mm-hmm. Uh, so always record everything, and and it was said, that, oh, we looked you up, Daryl. You fly the Missouri battle flag. You might, you might uh, associate with people with the Confederate flag. Well, that's okay as long as you don't say anything bad about the Jews. Right. I don't think I've ever said anything about the Jews. Right. Uh, Shh, don't uh, say that word again. <laughs> you know, there's the whole Palestine debate, right? And like that. And oh, of course. Throw me off the ballot, but they would put a press release out if I was a bad guy. But he didn't think so. He looked at my stuff and thought that I was pretty solid, yeah. and they accepted. They gave me a receipt to register with the Republican Party. Yeah. Now, now, I did check in to being on the Constitution Party and on the Libertarian Party, because if you're that guy, and if you're one of those guys and you get your name on the ticket, there's going to be folks that go in that booth, and they're going to only vote Constitution Party or only vote Libertarian. And I kind of consider myself a a uh, a conservative well, libertarian, right? And uh, but the Libertarian Party, they had a guy out of Kansas City who's a convicted felon who admits to using meth, and that's right. just a little bit too libertarian for me. That's right. Yeah, the Libertarian is a, mis- a mixed bag. They're re- not really conservative. They, they, no, they, they have homosexuals, yeah. and they they say right. it's a woman's choice. And then the Constitution Party here in Missouri is led by this guy, Paul, and I believe he was a Black Panther or something when he was younger. Uh, my and goodness. He, They're it, worse you know, than the Democrats. So. Both oh, of them. Oh, yeah. 
Both of those parties are worse than the Democrats, right? The only thing the Libertarian Party is good for... 21 other candidates. Wow, wow. Yeah, the only good thing about the Libertarian Party is economics. But even there, they're in favor of so-called free trade, which means they're, uh, they're hobnobbing with the super-rich, the internationalists, okay? So the Libertarian Party is not really conservative at all, okay? It's, it's a sham. So anybody who thinks the Libertarians are conservative, yeah, you really need to check out their platform. Yeah. So, yeah, they're pro-abortion. Yeah, they're very liberal as far as sexual orientation is concerned, right? In other words, they'll sell out for any vote, right? But they're economic conservatives. That's about the only area in which they are conservatives, economics, right? National well, economics. There's, there's the big controversy now that the Democrats have came out and they want to legalize marijuana and the Republicans are all upset. And I'm for it. It's not any different than alcohol, I don't think. Of course, alcohol is a gateway drug. I was around a lot of drug users and, and people like that whenever I was young and had the opportunity to to, to probably do heroin or, or dr- drugs that they put in their veins. And just God oh, yeah. put it on me as a young man never to touch that. And I never did touch it. I, I smoked weed and drank, but I never used mass. I never used cocaine. Yeah. Uh, Same here. Because I always knew. Yeah. The marijuana, I think, it has medicinal purposes, and and of course, people get in accidents. It's like a DUI and stuff. You know, you could get right. to. But and, and the government wants it to dumb people down, but I think pe- good people, it's not going to do that, and it should be available. And as I walked around in the Capitol, I there was outside the house where uh, the the legislature was going on. There were attorneys and people standing around that I talked to. One guy told me jury nullification was a myth. Another, ah. uh, several knew about it, but there was a young guy, and he said, "Oh, do you uh, do you advocate for uh, hallucinogens for natural medicine?" And I said, "For veterans with PTSD," and he said, "Yes." And I said, "Oh, yeah, I know about that." And there, and if that would stop suicides, and and that's a natural medicine, of course, it needs someone that knows what they're right, you know, and uh, a natural path, and that have to have to be administered in a yeah. in a right. proper way. So, uh, yeah, and then we well, have a bill here in Missouri uh, that this I I recently went to a dinner a couple Saturday nights ago and I met Mark McClowski, the guy who held Black Lives Matter off, and and he's uh, running. Mate oh, really? Of, okay. And I met him. Him and his wife Patricia are very nice, but I don't think if he's will take a plea bargain. Although he would not have faced a jury of his peers is why he took a plea bargain on that gun charge and forfeited his AR-15. If if he said he was going to fight it, he's an attorney, he could still be fighting that in court for now and be dragging him through court and make it a lot of publicity. Instead, he's running on, I won't back down. And I go on his Facebook and I write, yes, you did back down. And he will capitulate. Will he capitulate and make a deal on abortion? Will he capitulate? and and uh, allow uh, transgender or the grooming of children. The conservatives are not conserving anything. They're, it's just always uh, a bargain, give and take with these people. And we are to a point to save the traditional family, to save our country. Uh, we can't have attorneys that are who are always willing to make a deal. We need ones that will stand their ground. And he stood his ground and pointed his gun at some black people. Okay, I had... I had a uh, hundred incidents at my home where these 
assholes. I'm sorry for cursing, but that's what they were. And they terrorized my freaking family. And they and I had a gun. I got I got a gun right here right now with me, a right. rifle. And yeah. and and they wanted me to come out and point at them. And guess what would have happened if Daryl went out and pointed it at the good old boys? Yeah, right. There would have been a gunfight. <laughs> my bud would still be in jail. Right. And he's a rich attorney, and he said he would fight. So that's part of my – He's how can I believe that he would fight for Missourians or my family? Right. Now, another funny thing happened. We had went to lunch with the children, and when we came out from across the Capitol, they have like this buffet pizza place. It's kind of inexpensive. It was 40 bucks just to eat, you know. And we come out, and there was a bunch of uh, ladies there by the Missouri Supreme Court. And I said, can I give you one of these? Oh, what is it? And they were bothered that I, you know, I, I approached them. And they said, oh, we can't take those because we do judge stuff. I said, what do you mean? You're a judge? And she said, yes, I'm a judge. And she said, you should advocate for your people. And she uh, was a right. black lady. Right. And eight, my wife heard that and thought that was pretty surprising. That Because I'm just a guy with the stroller, the kids. I'm not wearing any pins. I, You know, yeah. I'm not wearing a Confederate hat or, you know, or anything. I was very nice. And she said I should advocate that to my people. I thought that was pretty interesting. <laughs> but then we go across the street. And here comes a big guy, and he's on the phone, and I'm like, so I'm handing out my jury nullification stuff and telling people I'm a candidate. And I said, hey, excuse me, sir, do you know about jury nullification? He, I, he said, yes, I do. I said, could you take one of these? I'm running for – and before I could say I'm running for U.S. Senate, he hustled on away from me. And uh-huh. it ended up being Eric Schmidt. And okay. Eric Schmidt is our uh, – Attorney General? Our Eric, yeah, he's our Attorney General and of Missouri. And he has told Matt Thompson in a video that if you Google my name now, it'll come up, uh, Daryl, for U.S. Senate, and it'll show a link to a bit shoot video. And that's Matt Thompson. He has Matt Thompson's news, and he's uh, he doesn't like me. He tells people I'm a federal agent and everything. I mean, <laughs> but the guy, he – Welcome to the club. Jeffrey, right. And, and I should have told him at the RNC that Jeffrey was born Jewish and I advocate for, you know, I was attacked yeah. by the NSM a few years ago because I advocate for that Jew. Yeah, uh, well, he's Jeffrey. being railroaded. So I would, yeah. I would advocate like... for anyone that has this type of, we, we, we did a radio show about uh, Anthony Troy Williams, a black man who was fighting the bankers. Right. And, yeah. And they put him in prison for 30 years now. Wow. And, wow. Uh, so yeah. we have to advocate for our brothers in bonds. And uh, Eric Schmidt, in a letter, told uh, Matt Thompson that he works for the state. He, he's representing the state and the troopers. And he, he, he and so he works for the state, although he puts out all these commercials. He's suing the Biden administration over the mask mandate. Uh, he didn't he didn't want the kids to have to wear a mask at school. He's doing. You know, he's doing he's saying what the people want to hear and he pretends he works for the people. Uh, but if he really worked for the people, he would say there were mistakes made with the shooting of Jeffrey and he would put someone's ass in a sling. And he's not because it's business as usual with the good old boys. And then, of course, we have Eric Greitens, the governor who does not represent the traditional family, who uh, tied his beautician up and took naked Ooh. pictures of her and was going to blackmail her. And he lost the governorship. Now, an ethics <laughs> review of good old boys, this is like the police reviewing their own shootings. Uh, they reviewed Eric Greitens, and, and, of course, they went after Kim Gardner, the prosecutor from St. Louis who was put in there by George Soros, which that's all wrong. <clears throat> but Greitens, 
resigned in the ethics that he didn't do anything wrong. It was in the bedroom. Okay, I'll agree. Right, so okay. Now yeah. out, now no, it was in the broom closet. That's okay. <laughs> What's that? It's in the broom closet. What could go wrong in the broom closet? You know, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he did have her tied up in the broom closet with like, uh, uh, just like Clinton. Yeah. I was just I was just joking yeah, about Clinton. Like a, yeah, he's like <laughs> he actually worked in the Bush. He worked in the Bush White House as a young man, and he wow. was also at Katrina. He was a Navy SEAL. He was a Navy SEAL at Katrina, and he was made the governor. He was made like the temporary gov- uh, military governor. Uh, I believe in Iraq when he was in Iraq and also when he was at Katrina. So like, you know, when you're in a war zone and the, and the state government's down, the military takes over. Well, he, he, well, so anyway, the newest thing is, is they're trying to blame Mitch McConnell for putting his wife up to saying he's abusive. And I have no doubt he's abusive because this is well known amongst the military and police oh, that many yeah. of them because of their high stress jobs tend to be wife beaters and especially the bald headed ones or the real aggressive <laughs> ones. We see it come out. We had six of them kill this guy, uh, Bronstein two weeks before George Floyd was murdered and just to draw the guy's blood for a DUI. Did you see that video? No, I haven't. I haven't heard of that. It's absolutely horrible. Check it out. It's California Fox news Two, uh, Edward Bronstein, he was a Latin American guy. He 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 looked pretty much white though, and okay. he got pulled over for a DUI or drugs. They took him down in California. Has mandatory blood draws. He said he wasn't doing it, so they have like a gymnasium mat out there, and they're gonna uh, put you on the mat and draw your blood forcefully in California. And he said no. They put him on the the mat on his knees and he's handcuffed and there's six of these uh, highway patrol around and they're filming him and he says i'll do it and they said no you're you already lost your chance so they tackle him to the mat his hands behind us they put the knee on his neck uh-huh. they dog pile on him and he says i can't breathe a few minutes later he's unconscious you hear one of the officers in the background saying oh he's looking purple oh and wow they go ahead and draw the blood and it takes them all of about 10 minutes to finally decide they should maybe try to use the heart zapper. Right. And they killed him. Wow. And they killed him where, and he looked like a white guy. So where's the right, this is two weeks. And he said, I can't breathe. And if you watch it, it's tragic. (laughs) And and why is there no, it's not, I've been saying this on a lot of my posts. I've been saying it's not anti-law enforcement to call for accountability. When people go out and they make egregious mistakes, there has to be accountability. Amen. And that's what we all across the board. All Americans want. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we advocate for for Jews and blacks. Don't ask Daryl. Yeah, right. Yeah, if Jews and blacks are mistreated by the system, you know that means they're going to treat mistreat whites as well. Okay, so you can't let that slide. If they can take take no, advantage no. of anybody, they'll moral take advantage men, of everybody. Moral men will not stand for for abuse Amen. of any human life. Amen. Yeah, we don't have a license to kill. The Bible doesn't say no, anything don't. like that, right? So, uh, you know, when anybody is subject to injustice, it's it's coming to your door too, right? If you don't, if you stand and don't do anything about it, uh, it's coming to your door. 
All right. So what is the famous saying from the priest in Nazi Germany? They came for yeah, they right. Came for this person, they came for that person, or is it Russia? One of those places. No, yeah, it was Germany. Yeah, right. And when they came for me, there was no one to help me. That's right. <laughs> there you go. Right. Yep, and that's where, that's how Christianity is today. It's so lukewarm that they won't lift a finger to help anybody. They all believe that they're saved and they're going to heaven just because they believe in Jesus. You know, I mean, wow. Yeah, and they put some money in the plate. Right, exactly. And then uh, can't wait for the sermon to be over so they can watch the basketball game, right? <laughs> or the baseball game or the football game. I, I, That's where these people are at. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, but uh, the guy who uh, what, criticized you about your stance on abortion, the fact is that the states are taking abortion off off the uh, off the table. They're, they're, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, so you're uh, on the right side. Gonna, Missouri had a bill. I did a little short video on my YouTube channel, Missouri Battle Flag, where I had Luke and Lily with me walking around a little bit. Yesterday was my daughter's ninth birthday, April Fool's Day. She turned nine, but they were at the Capitol with me. And we sit in where they were trying to pass a bill about uh, it would be against the law if you put a woman in the car and take her over to Illinois and get her an abortion. Okay. You would be you would be facilitating it or whatever. I, I think okay. that's the crux of, of that bill. But we have right. another bill that's Commerce really across that's state lines, right? The Supreme yeah. Court is ruling uh, in favor of that constantly. You know, when you cross state lines to do commerce, you uh, you know can be prosecuted in federal court. You know, yeah. So yeah, so yeah, those are uh, that's that's a precedent, okay. But yeah, back to you. And they're wanting to pass that as a law. And then in my research, I I saw this. I had went to this dinner at the Vernon County Republicans, Nevada, Missouri, and uh, they a bunch of the candidates were there. And one of them was this guy Irwin, Steve Irwin, like the Australian guy that died. He has the same name, but he's a Navy SEAL, and he proceeded to show me his. ATF card and how he had been an undercover busting people for drugs and he's going to be leaders. I'm not impressed by him, but there was this other woman, uh, uh, Sarah Walsh, and she's a representative who's wanting Vicki Hartzell's seat and Vicki Hartzell's running. She's got Josh Hawley's endorsement for U.S. Senate and she's from north of here where I live. But this Sarah Walsh, I heard a news story that came out. She didn't support this bill that this guy, uh, uh, Bruce Garros, Garat, Garros, something like this. But it's a bill. uh, It's called the Missouri Nursery Bill. And it's $1 million, which uh, they're trying to pass a $40 billion budget here for Missouri. Okay. And. So a million dollars is a drop in the bucket in the prison. And what this what this uh, nursery bill would do, one prison in Missouri would have a nursery. So when a mother has a baby, she can stay in prison with the baby. And now this is only for women yeah. who have low charges. It's only for you know, women. Maybe like drug charges. <laughs> not not for transgender charges. men, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we know, we know there's going to be a certain population that's going to fill that up. But certainly – there are going to be some young Republican mothers that maybe got in trouble. And rather than taking the baby away in the first 24 hours and sending it to a family member or putting it up for adoption, the mother will stay in prison. She will have to go to school. 
uh-huh. and there'll be medical care there in the prison till she's done and she can keep her baby with her. And they said that they did this in Illinois and the recidivism, that's where people return to prison, right. is very low. Like only 10% of the women that went through it uh, and they'll have to take parenting classes while they're in. It's just a million dollars in one prison. And I think if it, if it saved uh, uh, well, yeah. from foster care, uh, I'm for it. And this Republican woman was against it. And I just really? I wrote a little post. I said, how could a woman not be for mothers and children? And I right. know the government well, she, and we don't want to spend a bunch of money. Because, you know, I think it's a good deal. And it's on my Facebook page. If you go to my Facebook page, yeah. you can find that story about uh, the the nursery bill. Okay. Well, it sounds so like. I support uh, that. Yeah. And Missouri is a very conservative state, so I would say you've got a really good chance. Now, who are you running against? Uh, when's the primary? Who are you running against on the Democratic side? Oh, we just had the heiress of the uh, uh, Anheuser-Busch. Uh, she registered the day before me on the 28th, and she's got a buku bucks if she's the heiress, and I'm sure she'll have lots of money for the Democratic uh, machine and she'll be supporting okay. the wokeism agenda and yeah the drunken lobby i made a funny video about uh-huh. this guy named uh timothy shepherd and he lives in kansas city but he was born and raised down where all these hillbillies were terrorizing my family so i right. put a video up and he wants to be the first Democratic gay dad to be U.S. Senator. Wow. He wants to be the first gay, openly gay, homosexual right. uh, senator of Missouri. And, you know. Yeah. He's and he's a redneck? Gonna... <laughs> he's yeah. from redneck territory, right? They've been watching too much television. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so so I, I made a little video about him with the little rainbow flag and said he's uh, he's from there. And that's and I'm sure he's got a lot of local support. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Well, that's not going to get anywhere in, in Missouri. Right. It happened. No, same, right. same with the Constitution Party guy and same with I look for the Constitution Party and the Libertarian Party to lose their ballot access this year because you have to get 10 percent of the vote to have ballot access i really wish i could have ran as an independent because i do like the third position like you said the libertarians have some good ideas on economics right uh i i can't say the reply or the democrats have any good ideas but no, conservatism the democrats uh brian mcclanahan check out brian mcclanahan the abbeville institute on uh youtube you'll find him and a few weeks ago, he did a really good video called "The Conservative Conservatives Don't Conserve Anything." Right. And he talks about all of the deals they've made. Oh, oh, it'll just be gay marriage. Well, right, well, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Conservatives, well, go ahead and let them have gay marriage. They could get. Where are we yeah. at with that now? Let them have now transgenderism. Purple hair. They're coming yeah, in right. the library to read to your children. They want. They want our children. And That's I, right. And I say, keep your hands off our children. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The Democrats and the leftists and apparently the libertarians, too, feel that uh, they can take advantage of our children. You know, the idea that uh, the parents, that the the children belong to the parents and not to the state is the issue. Right. And only true conservatives, uh, you know, say that, no, the state has no right to take your children or teach your children anything against your the parents permission, period. Or treat them medically against the parents' permission. But the, the, the schools Democrats, are – Yeah, Democrats the and libertarians. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, but true conservatives are really hard to find. You, you might be the only one on the ticket. Yeah, and I, and I don't see myself as being a total, you know, I mean, I'm sure there'll be Christian people that look at my, you, at my Facebook and they'll see I put a Ted Nugent up. Now he, he is good on family and he, I read a lot of comments on Ted Nugent's page and he inspires a lot of people to sobriety. I saw a guy the other day said he's been clean, not, Okay. I'm drinking for 20 months and he, and that's great, Ted, but uh, I think all the fornication that you caused with the rock and roll might be a problem. He's a great American. He loves America. He's oh, a yeah. nationalist. Like, you know. Yeah. He would be a libertarian. I would put him in that category, but he may be t- trending toward conservatism, right? He is yeah. trending towards conservatism. He likes the traditional family. He doesn't want the queers reading to the kids. Right. Uh, you know, he, yeah. he was on today with the warrior. He helps the wounded warriors. He helps a bunch of victims. He's he's a Trump supporter, you know. Okay. Uh, and, and all these yeah, people he, are, he likes are guns. Trumpers. If they could have Trump in uh, yeah. to forever, they would. And uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this guy that called me was attacking me saying, June sixth was. I thought about putting it up, but the guy just is such foul language, and I really, uh, you know, the foul language is pretty offensive. I think it really comes down from right uh, deep whenever this. Uh, oh, deep hatred, of a, of a, and, uh, yeah, you know. hatred and hauteur, right? Arrogance. Yeah. You know, when they they think they can you know, lambast you with foul language, that's totally disrespectful. You know, so yeah. uh, that will work against it. Quoting the Bible, and it actually ah, kind of made me ah, a little ah. shaken. So I took my public address off of the ballot, mm-hmm. and supposedly Monday they're going to put my PO box on there. So my right, oh yeah, no, you you never uh, want to do that because all the wackos on the left will come searching for you. Yeah, you yeah. definitely want to use well, a PO box. They they might not like it if they find me. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know, you got a tripwire there with a hand grenade, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. You might have to. Yeah, you definitely do not want to publicize your home address. Yeah. So, yeah, because there's so many sickos on the left, and there's hardly any on the right. You know, but of course that you. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to use that word. I just saw a thing that came out. A study came out that said the dying of the hair is a sign of mental illness. Really? Oh, yeah, dying of the hair? hair purple and different colors and everything. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, it, it, it's a kind of a, a technique to you know bolster yourself up when you have a low self image. My wife just teased me about the just for men. I've gotten the gray beard and the gray hair, and I'm I'm not gonna try to yeah. cover it up. Right? No, you look. Uh, shave it off. I get tired of it. But <laughs> right. Who is that British actor that played James Bond? Uh, uh, Pierce Brosnan or no, Roger I think Moore or the Sean first one. Connery. Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Uh-huh. Yeah, he looked homely when he was young. When he started getting gray and started wearing a beard, he looked much better. He looks distinguished oh, yeah, now. He was, yeah, he he was the best. Bo- he was the best James Bond. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. he did the most movies too. But yeah, he as he matured. He 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 grew more distinguished and actually more handsome, which is very rare. That uh, although there are some men who will, will look more handsome when they're older than the, when they're younger, but it's not too not too common, right? 
I think Frank Sinatra too. Mm-hmm. He, Frank Sinatra was kind of dorky when he when he was young, right? And then uh-huh. uh, as, as he grew older, he started looking mature and uh, started looking better, right? Same with Sean Connery. Like John Wayne. John uh-huh. Wayne was kind of, you know, he always kind of looked the same though. But yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and uh, so don't worry about your hair color, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The, uh, Roger Moore, he began the wokeism, you know, with like "Live and Let Die." The title says it all: "Live and uh, Let Die." That's "Do as Thou's Wilt." Right. And uh, you know, just the, well, well, the, well, the was... wokeism is—they've been really pushing it in our faces for years. It's been a war, and they've oh, yeah. really kind of got the conservatives and Christians to shut up and, and uh, know yeah. the place where that would have never, no one would have ever stood for that. Yeah. But the tide is turning because the, uh, even the mainstream media is admitting now that the conservatives, you know, more Latinos and blacks are now voting Republican than ever. And they're abandoning the, the democratic party. So that's a really good sign. Okay. So we just got to keep it up, you know, because they have the, you know, they value their own families, especially Latinos, right? They value family life and uh, liberalism is destroying it. Okay. So chances are you'll get the Latino vote, some conservative blacks, which there's more and more of them and the conservative whites. So I think you got a really good shot. Well, I just don't know how I'm going to do it, Eli, without any money. I've already spent right. about $2,000. It uh-huh. was like $700 to go. I had to pay 500 to register. It was 100 and fuel over there. My wife took the day off of work to go to watch the children, so that was uh-huh. her loss. It was $1,000 for us to go over there to Jeff City the other day, and then I need, I need to have – copies of this u.s observer with jeffrey's story so i could put that in people's hand it, it has jeffrey's picture on there and it has the information about the exculpatory evidence that josh Hawley has withheld the do nothing uh governor right uh, pardoning him and and uh, eric schmidt not stepping forward to for, well, okay in so, the interest well, of justice right what's your what's your address so uh go ahead and announce your address so people can send you money it's uh, P.O. Box 77, uh, Shell City, Missouri, and the zip code. Oh my gosh, I'm ter- I got to remember this. The zip code is. Uh, <laughs> it's only the place where you live. <laughs> here I, I got, yeah, I know. But uh, do they make the check out to Daryl McClanahan, or to, do you have a, uh, you know, a committee, an election committee? set up with a bank account or is it just to made out to you? Hello? Yes, I'm here. I was getting the, the zip code is six, four, seven, eight, three. I have two zip codes. The house, oh. <laughs> our house is in a different zip code, even though the post office is three miles from here. But, oh, I see. Uh, so okay. it's Shell City, uh, S-C-H-E-L-L City, Missouri. Uh, and it's P.O. Box 77. Uh, I like that. Lesson 77. Right. And uh, and the, the zip code is 64783. And they would just make it out to Daryl McClanahan. Okay. And I could give them a receipt or something like that so they could use it as a. Right. Uh, 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 I don't know yeah. the rules on the taxes, but I've had so, no one donate any money. I really don't like having to ask for money. Right. 
if I'm going to have to. I've, I've got a couple things in the mail. I've been invited to speak at several different things, so i got to write a little speech. Right. Uh, kind of some things that I told you, just my platform. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I had an attack, a, a comment saying, you're not a lawyer. You don't know anything about the law. Well, I know about the Constitution. I know about freedom. And right. I think I know more than maybe the average man. I'm I'm just the average man, but I have always believed that the law should not be any more complicated than the. My brother said, "Don't use common man. Use average man." I heard, <laughs> uh, you know, because yeah. the, you, t- you know, common man means simple or uneducated. Average means average, you know. But I'm yeah. I'm maybe not an average guy. You've met me. You're not an average guy. Anyone that is. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. <laughs> Anyone right. that's in the fight in this type of fight with with yeah. uh, uh, against evil, uh, right. uh, wanting accountability, we're not we're not average people. But I uh, the law should not be any more complicated than right. than the regular guy to understand. But I was talking to a dummy today, uh, uh, and that's just uh, I mean <laughs> a, the guy, a common guy, right? A common man. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and, I mean, if I tried to have a discussion with him about some of these things, he would maybe come out with things that he saw on TV or right. or opinions. Uh, and and this is the power they have because people will get an idea in their head and then they move on to the video game or they move on to their job for life or they move on to whatever and they don't do any. A deep study or right. investigation into what the truth really is. And I know all the listeners on this show, and I know all the people who are invo- involved in voting, the majority of them uh, are educated folks who could understand jury not. You cannot believe, I would say three quarters of the people that I ask if they know about jury nullification, they do not. They That's don't right. understand the concept of that. The, they just think the jury is to get the burglar or the bad guy in their neighborhood that the cops said he did it, so he did it. They don't understand that the legislatures make mistakes and citizens are to be there and to be the guardians of our freedom. Yeah. And they really stole that away with not educating the citizenry. Right. Well, the the jury has the right and really the duty to judge the law. If it's a really bad law, then and he's been found guilty according to this really bad law. The jury can say no, he's innocent. The law is bad. Let him go. Right? The jury has the power yeah. to do that. Most people don't realize that. Right? And, and they, they think it's a bad thing to hang the jury if one person. Oh, if I don't agree, I'm not with the herd. Well, and, yeah, that's a different story. A hung jury, because a lot of times the hung jury is uh, a plant. Right. <laughs> Sent in there to destroy a, a possible, you know, conviction for somebody who's guilty, right? <laughs> that happens all the time as well. So, but uh, the jury is the most important thing, and they have the right to judge the law. If the if the law is bad, they can throw it out. At least in this case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they have that power. Yeah, very few people are aware of that, and of course, the court system does not want people to know about it either. The lawyers, as no, you it's said, it's a football game. It's a right. football game. It's a numbers game. It's not a freedom, or or uh, it's it's not. Uh, you know, it's because they're in control. It's a, and and the power of the people, uh, we the people, it's been stolen. And uh, I think it's a great way to take back America. I mean, right. it's a great way to 
to to get p i i talked to one guy we had the i had the truck inspected a few months ago at a jiffy lube type deal uh tire place and and i talked with the guy that owned it for a little while with the kids while he was doing it. i gave him one and he said you know what i knew a little bit about this but since you've told me how important it is if any of my employees ask to serve i'll let them serve i'll let them take off and do it right and well yeah I, I, mean, I think he realized that it, and i think a lot of people that know about the political prisoners know about right uh, the things that went on in our country know that it's it's a person standing in the gap of between yeah. government. Well, every potential uh, jurisdiction, whether it be county, state, you know, uh, local, a city, uh, what what have you, it can be utterly corrupt. It can be honest or it can be corrupt, right? So uh, you don't have a chance if you're in a corrupt judicial area. You just don't have a chance, right? So jury nullification is the, probably the last resort, the last way that a uh, an innocent person can, can get a fair trial, right, with jury nullification. Yeah. It's, it's really the last chance. And we need, we, need a, we need the citizen's right to convene a grand jury as well because – those criminals that are in control of everything. If right. you can get a bunch of good men in your community to get after getting them indicted, uh, you know, although they say they can indict a ham sandwich, that's probably true. But you know what? The only people that can do that are judges and prosecutors. Right. They have immunity. The people right. in in a in a bill to uh, uh, a citizen's grand jury, uh, the citizens would have that same power to. Yeah. Uh, bring bring charges, yet that person who's accused should still face a jury of their peers, not a mob. Right. And that's what I was going to say a minute ago. You hear all these people saying, oh, we're fighting for democracy in Ukraine yeah. and democracy, democracy. Well, democracy, we know, is mob rule. We live in a federal constitutional republic, and this is why you right. can hang the jury. Because in a, in a federal constitutional republic, one man can stand up and and not yeah. be uh, corrupted killed by the mob and right. can be heard. This is why it's important to hang the jury. I was at a farmer's market and I gave one to an old man and he said, you know what? I told this story to a lot of people. Uh, you know, I was on a jury and it got lunchtime and everyone wanted to find him guilty, but I thought he was innocent, you know. I voted guilty with them so everybody could get out of there and go to lunch, and I really feel right. bad about that. So, yeah. you know, this is it is better that a guilty man go free than an innocent man would ever go to prison. And right. people just don't know that. They just aren't taught that. They don't know that. I didn't know it. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I didn't learn this until I got involved with the prison ministry. So we're saying 2016. So I'm a newbie to being educated about how that works i knew they had juries i but i didn't know the power of it right i didn't know the you know so uh i was lacking as a uh now i was called for jury a couple times in the 90s when i was a young guy and one was a train accident and the 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 uh attorney uh, knew me so i wasn't called and then the other one was like a child murder and i said i have little children i can't do this and they said sure no problem and they let me out of there but i didn't really realize that i could have uh, you yeah. know, not said anything. I could have stayed on there and, and I could have, uh, you know, but, it, but we need fully informed. We need educated people, uh, that, that are, you know, they do the voyeur, the, the voyeur 
to question the jurors. We don't want we don't want people of low integrity or low yeah. standing in the community. We want we want yeah. fair and balanced, uh, good people that don't have an agenda to judge right. their brothers and sisters. Right. Well, that's why jury selection is the, the biggest part of it. Right. So both the prosecutor and defense get to uh, you know, ask questions of any potential juror you know, and find out what, you know, where are they left leading, right leading? Are they neutral, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a very important part of the process. Right. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, I was a policeman. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, are you a criminal? <laughs> Do you favor criminals? Right. Oh, I'm a cop. Oh, you favor criminals. Right. So, yeah, that's how corrupt things are. But I was part of a, a jury trial and it really was an open and shut case that, uh, you know, this black kid had uh, picked a, a black girl's uh, pocket or her purse okay he he grabbed the curse purse and jumped over a uh, a chain link fence and a cop saw it he he started pursuing the cop started pursuing him and he uh he fell down the cop caught up with him and uh, put the cuffs on him and ha- hauled him away right and so why this case even went to trial is beyond me right why it went to trial is beyond me I think it was just a, a trial run for these two, uh, well, it, it was female uh, lawyers, okay? Just a, a black well, girl. the defendant has that right. The That's right. You know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I don't like Lindsey Graham on the, the oh. stance they're taking on the Guantanamo Bay prisoners because if they're going to do that to the Guantanamo Bay prisoners, Muslims, right? ragheads, whatever you want to call them, terrorists, they're going to do the same thing to me and you. That's and right. They're not in a, after they're in, after the, the war in Iraq is over, the war in Afghanistan is over. You got to try these guys. You're holding them. Right. Either try them by a military tribunal and find them guilty and just send them to the prison, yeah. which that's, I don't think that's fair if they get a railroad job. And yeah. they're not American citizens. I don't think all these people want amnesty and all this BS. But yeah, plus, certainly, yeah, I these think, guys should face trial. We should see the evidence the government has on them, and that's what moral American men should right. do. And be and, and Lindsey Graham isn't. Lindsey Graham was over oh, with no. the so-called Nazis in 2014, egging this war on, giving them weapons with right. John McCain. Right, right. So-called Nazi. I'm glad you said so-called Nazi. Did you hear about the fact that uh, Bennett, the Prime Minister of Israel, he actually said that, that the so-called Nazis in Ukraine are actually decent guys? They, they don't hurt Jews? <laughs> Did oh, you see that? You know, if you go to my Facebook, there. please go to, listeners, please go to my uh, Facebook, Daryl McClanahan. It'll, it's got a picture of me and the kids, and it says uh, candidate for Missouri Senate. I put a video up a few days ago of these Ukrainian soldiers crucifying a Russian soldier. Wow. They nail him to a cross, and the guy is flipping around. With oh. I can't believe I watched it. My wife gets upset that I watch a lot of these things. She says it affects me. You know the the murder. Watch yeah. the murder of Edward Bronstein, and there's no accountability with the Missouri Highway Patrol for his blood. And he said he would do it. Right. If you're gonna hold someone down and beat the crap out of them, and and it's a gang of guys, and the guy says, "Okay, I'll do it." 
I think you should give the guy a chance to go ahead and let's go ahead and try to take his blood before we dogpile on you and murder right. you. It's sure. Outrage. It's outrageous these yeah. shops are allowed to do that. And yeah. there's no accountability. Yeah, they're and, becoming and they like don't the KGB. Want accountability because we have to support the blue line. And if, and if we, you know, but yet uh, the George Floyd, the guy's a super predator holding a gun to pregnant mother's bellies, uh, you know, all on drugs. And, and we got cops in jail. Maybe it was wrong that they suffocated them. Maybe they get a year in jail. They're giving them like 15 years. They're giving them hate crimes. Right. That's, there should be accountability. They did have someone's life in their hands and they've right. got tools. They've got, they've got physical force. They've got numbers. They've got, uh, they've Black got, jacks. you know, they could, you know, <laughs> right. jack boots. They T- got tasers. Numbers, yeah, they got and, boots. And, and so <laughs> right. it wasn't right that the guy died. I mean, he probably died from a drug overdose and the oh, yeah, for sure. was getting yeah. arrested, getting arrested in a fight. If you've ever been in a physical fight, and I've been in a few physical fights, it's very exhausting. Oh, yeah. So, well, he already had breathing problems so from his drug there use. there was maybe some wrong with George Floyd dying. He was in police custody. Our police need to be considerate uh, to, to a point. I mean, I know they have to shoot people with knives. I know they have to deal with the, the dreads of society and everything. Right. But we can't let them run roughshod over the people. Right. And and you look at what happened two weeks before two weeks before George Floyd. George Floyd gets the hashtag I can't breathe. No, it was Edward Bronstein two weeks before saying I can't breathe and he died. Right. And the cops are saying he's turning purple. And just to draw his blood because the legislature yeah. said if you get a DUI, we're drawing your blood. And they would have well, got his blood. He was the guy would have gave up. He, he said we right. could do it, and they said no, it's too late. We're kicking your well, ass. Okay, all right. So once and, the and, once the suspect has the cuffs on him, on, you know they they cuffed him on his backside, right, or or up front doesn't really matter. There's really not much that person can do anymore. You know, so just wait for the person to calm down. But uh, they didn't do that in either case. Right, but George Floyd was already having breathing problems because of his drug habit. Okay, yeah. so uh, you know, so I, I think the the verdict against the, that officer was outrageous because kneeling. So many times, you know, yeah. they're going to try to call us haters and racists and our views and things like that. And I think I've had so many good conversations with you, Eli. That yeah. that uh, we are fair, and that we would never call for any injustice to anyone like that. But look at the injustice of the businesses that were burned down, right. the people who were hurt. They had the the St. Louis. Uh, Mark McClowski talks about oh, once he represented a black man, but he was afraid in St. Louis because the captain of the police, a black man had been killed in St. Louis. And I believe that's very valid fear. That right. These people killed their own people, a police chief who was out there and he was shot on the streets of St. Louis. I was going to bring that up to you at the beginning. You brought up being in Chicago. I just saw a, a press conference with Lightfoot, your alien looking. Um, right. Yeah. Reptilian. And, and they're asking her, they have 150 carjackings a week. Right, it's getting, it's escalating Chicago. tremendously. How many is that a day? That's like yeah. seven divided by 150 a day. 
Yeah. The majority are ju- juveniles doing so it's that. 20, it's 25 or something like that a day, and it's getting worse. You know, it's, it's getting like New York City. Carjackings in New York City have been far worse than in Chicago. So I guess because of COVID and the lack of employment, they're starting to carjack and sticking uh, guns in people's faces when they pull up to a, uh, you know, a stop sign or a street sign. Man, can you imagine? Yeah. You know, my wife went to Walmart uh, after work the other the slave store. There's the real slave store, people, Walmart. Right. She went to the store. The working family's got a shop there. <laughs> to pick up a few things for our daughter. Luckily, she had got most everything for her birthday the other night, but Walmart had the computers down, and they were only like letting 60 people in, and she worked all day. She wanted to get home. But can you imagine these EBT cards go down all or right. the grid goes down and the people can't get what they need in Chicago? It, it, it won't <laughs> take a week. It right. won't take a week, and all the cities will be – that's all Russia would have to do. Right, right. Well, we had that big snowstorm in 67 that had 24 inches of snow while Mayor Richard J. Daly, the, the original one, was mayor. And the store shelves started getting empty you know, because it was several days before they would have been restocked because no, no trucks could get into the city. And so he hired snow plows all the way from Iowa and Ohio to clear the streets of the city so that deliveries, food deliveries could be made. He was really concerned there would be mass rioting over food, right? And uh, People really any- liked him, and then didn't his son become mayor as well? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Richard M. Daly. And, uh, yeah, so th- this is a serious situation. And do you think any politicians would really be concerned about it if it happens again? No, they'll just sit on their butts and let people starve. Right? No, that was a different generation. That was even before <laughs> your time. I mean, right. you were, you well, were a yeah. young guy, but uh, you I'll yeah. never forget it because it was there was so much snow, cars could not get on the, on the road, okay? So I pulled out my motorcycle, and I was riding up and down the streets in my motorcycle, having a good old time. I almost said gay old time, <laughs> the old-fashioned use of the word gay, right? And every once in a while, I'd fall over, but I'd fall into a pile of snow, wouldn't get hurt. So I was having a great time on my motorcycle, but no cars could get, get through, not a single car was moving. So yeah, so you can imagine how the store – you thought there was a run on toilet paper when COVID started? Just wait till uh, the mass starvation when the when the society completely shuts down. Just think what's going to happen. I, you know, gas and uh, – right. I, I put up a story on my page. Uh, this uh, <laughs> this Thule guy, uh, he's a doctor, Steve Thule. He's like a – he's – Oh yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a he's a real yeah. yeah he's pretty good. Turley, Turley, T U R L E Y. Yeah, he's a great he's a great presenter. Yeah. He put up a he put up a story. Putin's approval rate uh, rating is eighty five percent. Now he didn't talk about that that gasoline in Saint Petersburg, Russia, is two dollars and sixteen cents. In Germany, a gallon of sunflower oil for cooking is fifty five dollars. Wow. The inflation. Wow. And now, you know, he's going to buy all the, he says, if you're going to buy oil from Russia, pay with rubles. They're, they're going to get the Saudis. Right. To oh, yeah. The dollar thing in America. Yeah. The Federal trouble. Reserve note is, is finished. It's absolutely finished. So that's why the yeah. Rothschilds are getting ready to do this digital currency. And I heard, I haven't had a chance to research it, but I heard that they're going to go, that the banks 
are going to start using a, a form of Bitcoin and they're going to demand that their depositors switch over from Federal Reserve notes to this new digital currency. And, you know, if people are going to, well, am I going to get full value of my, of my Federal Reserve notes? Well, you never do. Whenever a country has, how should I put it? Been economic slavery, and, yeah. and they do this, I think it's going to uh, really awaken the sleeping giant of people right. that finally who have been on the fringes of, of – of the so-called conspiracy of the Federal Reserve, of, of where our money comes from, right. uh, are going to finally realize what value is. And our value is is our personal belongings, yeah. uh, the love of our families, because once we die, you know, we're, yeah. we're, uh, we're going to hopefully go to our uh, eternal life. But we're here, and uh, people just don't realize the economic slavery that, that we really are in under the Federal Reserve. Yeah, because they're uh, barred into it. The they don't know any money. better. Yeah, it's just like the street urchins in, uh, what, in Brazil and uh, Argentina. You know, they, they, the, the people have too many children, and they just throw them out on the street, and they live on the street, begging, stealing, pickpocketing, whatever they can manage to survive with, right? So, you know, what kind of culture is that? And that's, and we, they have the same thing in Israel with the Palestinians. The Palestinian kids are on the street. So, uh, it's, and most big cities in the world, except for in white countries, you have street urchins like that. Right? That, I uh, recently made friends with some neighbors that are Amish. There's a few of them that, that aren't, they're just like everybody. You can't get along with everyone, but there's sure. some that I've been getting milk from and they're, they're making some wood boards for an old horse trailer I've had for years. It's super old, and I about 10 years ago, I put a pine floor in it because I got the wood for free. I had, like, some scrap wood I got, and it was pine, and I put that in the floor of that trailer, and now it's getting really rotten to haul the horses in. So they're cutting me some oak boards and everything, but uh, I'm wow. they, they have guns for hunting, but I've offered – that I would help with security and that I'll help them. And they're planting a large garden. Right. And I'm blessed that if something happened, that hopefully I could get some help from them. But we're going to all, if something happens, we're all going to be on our own. Right. And I remember in the 80s when they had the grain embargo, the grain embargo on Russia, uh, America said, no problem. We got three years of grain in reserve. Yeah, we don't not, have three years of grain in not anymore. anymore. I don't think we and have six oil months. That Biden released ain't going to last long. The price is going to keep going up. Right, right. On the fuel and yeah. the people are going to really. I mean, I uh, it's costing people a lot of. It cost it cost us a hundred bucks in fuel to go three hours uh, to jet. Uh, what is right. it? Three hour drive to Jeff City from where I live, but it, it costs a. I use about the diesel truck. I got a nice diesel truck. It's an older one, but it's got this six seven. It gets good fuel mileage with right. kids and some tools, and so I get about nineteen mile, eighteen, nineteen miles a gallon, in, and and it costs us a hundred bucks. It was four seventy five. Oh, in Illinois, and, it's five five fifty for a gallon of diesel now. Oh, in Chicago. Well, Illinois. It might be, Central it Illinois. might be that here too because I just don't go anywhere. I mean, my yeah. wife, she's got this little Volvo gas car. She goes to town, but I hadn't been anywhere now since Tuesday. Yeah. I'm home with the children. I've been home on the telephone. I'm posting for Jeffrey all the time. I'm posting the Matt Thompson video. 
about Jeffrey in the U.S. Observer article. He calls me every day. He called me today. He asked me to to, to uh, contact the newspaper, just do what I've been doing. And, uh, you know, but I told him I got to get, I asked him, other people he's in communications with, get, get me some of these U.S. Observer things in my hand. So when I talk to people, and you've met me. Yeah. Uh, Eli in person and everything, and and I'm not afraid to talk to people, and I'm a I'm a people guy. Did the horse and carriage rides in Branson for many years. I like talking to people, even if they're not nice. I'll talk to them. Right. I don't want to put that <laughs> info about Jeffrey and about my platform for accountability. I want people to know about that. So right. if you, anybody out there can help me. Oh, my okay. if you just look me up, you'll get my phone number. Call me up. I'll take a phone call from anybody. Right. So. Okay. Well, and it's Daryl for people look at D A R R A L L, right? That's D-A-R-R-E-L-L. how you say D A R R E L L. Daryl. Yeah. Two right. R's, two L's. Two R's, two L's. McClanahan, okay. a great Irish name, McClanahan, M C C L A N A H A N, McClanahan, Daryl okay. McClanahan. Right, right. Okay. So uh, now, do you have a, a, like a committee of people who are willing to help you? Have you uh, I don't. So- it's just me and 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 uh, Jeffrey. You know, we talked about it a lot. He called me every day. A lot of days when the kids are at school and the babies are taking a nap, uh, yeah. I, I have time and I visit with Jeffrey and he'll read some scriptures to me and he'll praise. He's amazing. My wife is always just like, I can't believe the guy's in prison. And he ah. prays for everyone. He calls right. you up and he prays for him. And yeah, and he was born happens. Jewish. You know, a, <laughs> yeah. That's why the right. bullet, a, bu- a forty caliber bullet, hit him in the head and didn't kill him. Wow. It's so that we would be a pain in the butt to government. It's so that good right? men would stand up and say this was wrong. I, yeah. I may have never. Uh, nothing. It's in God's plan. We would never be taught. You know, this happened right. to Jeffrey for Rudy Davis, the prison ministry. Uh, there's, uh, an Amish guy who's, a uh, 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 John Lamb. He's from Missouri. He's out in Montana with Roger Roots and they were just protesting a baby taken by CPS and they got the baby returned in Idaho uh-huh. and they hang out with, uh, they hang out with the Bundys wow, and those people. Nice. And there's a, uh, there's a bunch of good people around that, you know, want to stand up for freedom and, and against tyranny. And I put a story up about the Amish not having back in the sixties, the Amish got uh, some representatives to go to the government and say it's against their religion to pay taxes. So to this day, they don't have, I put an article in in a magazine. I get a, get a horseman magazine and there was an article about the Amish and the history of that. And I put a screenshot of that and John Lamb responded to it. And he said, I've never had a social security number. Wow. And he was born here in Missouri over by Rolla, Missouri, and he knows Jeffrey's story. And, uh, yeah. you know, so they're not under the tyranny of the government. And uh, right. they own all, all of them. They own their farms. They're paid for. Uh, and we got to protect the, the freedom of religion of people to have. And we got to stop the economic terrorism. I mean, the, the taxes right. that uh, we're, we're not getting no tax return this year. We They don't take the, the article, in fact, was in reference to the Amish not taking the earned income tax for the children. See, we take it, but they take a bunch of taxes out of my wife's money. Right. So they're going to take a bunch of taxes out of her check. We're going to definitely take their handout. Of right. Sure. Getting that earned income tax because we yeah. got to feed our kids. It costs that my wife said that at times we have spent $2,000 a month on food. Wow. We have four, we have four children. I mean, we yeah. eat well, we got, 
we got milk. I go get uh, goat's milk from the Amish is $4 a gallon, uh, whatever, you know, she goes to Walmart and it's easy to spend three or $400 on you yeah. know, chips and meat and what, you know, and when it gets more than this, man, the, the people are, I mean, God has protected my family. He really has, especially yeah. with the stuff that went on in the past. And so I got to stand up and, and, and call for accountability. Right. Well, here, so I think you, what you need to do is, uh, because, you know, I, I tried to help Art Jones when he was running for Congress here in Illinois, and you have to take a, a position on a lot of unpopular subjects, you know, like, for example, you know, gay rights, gay marriage, uh, the gays having the right to, you know, adopt children and things like that. And uh, I did a couple of articles on how, you know, homosexuals are really horrible parents. You have to really protect children from them because they tend to molest the, the children they adopt, right? And uh, they don't have uh, the, how, how should I put it, the, the care and consideration that a heterosexual couple would have. They simply don't, right? And, Dr. Dutton. Okay. You know Dr. Dutton is the guy in Finland. He's a, he's a right-winger per- uh, okay. Professor, and uh, he's really good. He a lot of yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, on because... YouTube and he talks about the collapse of society and mothers and fathers. But he's done a lot of stuff on divorce, and he says the worst thing you can do is have a step parent. Right. Certainly, uh, children not having a mother and a father is a bad thing. Children right. can have a mother and father. Right. And even though me and my wife tell each other to shut up at times and we, you know, we are, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. but our children, you know, I take my kids out and they, they know I'm a dad and I'll whoop their yeah. butt if they're not good and they need to say yes, ma'am and yes, yeah, right. and yes mom, and please. And, yeah, and exactly. uh, my, yeah. my wife, she don't like to spank them. My wife, she, she'll be like, but if she really loses it, she might, she might give them the spanking, but they really got to push her. But, Right. You know, like uh, getting ready for school, I'll be laying in bed. They're not getting, uh, Luke and Leo aren't getting around for school. And she'll tell Luke's being bad, the six year old, and he's just being, you know, he woke up, yeah. crabby boy. I, I'll tell you, I get up out of bed and start pouring my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that little boy jumps right. He jumps right in line. He's like, right? he's like, oh, dad's not going to listen to that crap in the morning. <laughs> That's <laughs> so, right. Right. Uh, not before he's had his know, coffee anyway. He's a mother and a father. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. And they need those role models. And the statistics prove it, that especially boys raised in fatherless homes turn out badly. They turn into criminals. You know, They're restless. They get into drugs. It's really bad. Boys especially need a father figure. Okay. Yeah, my dad, I always knew if I messed up too bad, he would be just beating my butt. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Well, my dad so only did that to me once, but, but I was a pretty, uh, uh, you know, obedient child, right? I listened to mother and my father, right? So, uh, yeah, so I didn't have to endure many beatings. Right. Only one. I didn't either. I didn't either. I don't. It was just knowing that my father wouldn't. I just oh, knew right. that my father wouldn't put up with it. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah so yeah, uh, they said that Eric. They said that Eric Greitens that he he yanked the kids up from the table by their hair, ooh. and that he'd tell his he'd take his wife's phone and keys and tell her if uh, 
if you try to leave me or you're you do anything i'll i'll have them my buddies at the missouri highway patrol because i'm the governor and i'm in charge of the cops and wow. I, mean, I don't know if he said that but that's her accusation and i can only imagine it you know yeah so his uh, own wife accuses him of stuff like that that's fascinating. Yeah, wow. she's in yeah. Texas, and and uh, yeah, yeah. He no, no, don't mess with those Texas women. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. But don't vote for him. And he's got all of the, the 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 just the mainline Republicans. They just they just lick it up. And the same right. with uh, Mark McClowski. He's got a lot of followers, and and. Uh, and really, I've came to the realization in the last in the last day or so. Really, all he did was he just pointed a gun at a bunch of black people that were by his house. Right. Exactly. And got the paper for it, and Donald Trump sending some security. Look at the video videos at my house. Oh how yeah, they people, were trespassing. How many people? They yeah, were trespassing. How many people came by my house and terrorized me? And the good old boys didn't do anything. There's no accountability down in Hillbillyville. Right. Uh, good old boys of who you know and what land you have. There's no right. accountability for what they did to our family. We're just finally getting over it. Right. I mean, we, my wife would make jokes when we seen a red Jeep, but it's really not, you know, and it would upset me uh -huh. so much. Right. That, uh, if they would have ever came in my house, someone would have got hurt. Oh, but sure. They, they just constantly came by and shot guns and intimidated right. and threatened us with flyers and pictures, and the cops just let them. Right. I don't hate them for that, but I think they're pretty – and now the old bunch of cops that were down there, when I would ask them for their police reports and records, they would say, oh, you have to subpoena those with the court record, Daryl. Guess what the new administration just told me the other day when I called and asked That's about, a lie. are you investigating the flyers? Are you investigating the flyers? Can I get a copy of the flyers that you guys know? You're going to have to subpoena those because they know they, right. they, they're going to make me fight them to get the info because they know what happened. They right, know me they and do. my family was wrong. And I still got liens on that property down there. If anybody okay. wants to help me on that, they don't want to help me run for Senate, help me take my house back and get my money back. Those people stole $100,000 from us. Wow. On the sale wow. of that house that is still tied up in court, and that's why they're trying to prosecute me. And that's right. another reason I'm running for Senate is to bring attention to that because there's no accountability what went on down there. And I know a long time ago there was no accountability with them shooting Jeffrey, and the truth has came out. And the truth is yeah. going to come out what they did to me and my family down there, and it's going to come out. What's the scripture say that the what's done in the dark always comes out in the light right yeah you have to fight your way through it <laughs> right absolutely yeah. yeah 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 well for for example on the, you know, if you happen to debate a homosexual candidate you know and they always talk about gay bashing well the fact is that uh, a, a homosexual is a hundred times more likely to be hurt by another homosexual than by a, a heterosexual Okay, their personal interrelationships are very violent, extremely violent. Yeah. Okay, so if yeah, anybody I makes that claim, with the head, the the head, that's funny head of yeah. the Libertarian <laughs> Party, the executive director the of the Libertarian like Party. Don't, he's a homosexual. So okay. The executive director of the Missouri uh, Libertarian Party is a homosexual. Wow. And I told him, I said, I have a cousin who works for the VA who's a woman who, or she's a woman that thinks she's a man. And I well, love okay. her. And, right. and, but I'm not going to call her Kim. I'm not going to call her uh, Kyle. Her name's Kim. 
So okay. I'm not going to have her around my children. Right. And she didn't come to my sister's funeral. But he said, he brought up the, he said, oh, I looked at your page. You, you were the Missouri battle flag. That means you, you, you hang out with people that you might hang out with people that fly the Confederate flag. And I said, just because you have a Confederate flag doesn't mean that you're a racist. And, uh, oh, the Civil War was uh, slaveholders. Yeah. You, you advocate this. I'm like, the Civil War was not. And this guy's yeah. the executive director of the. Well, just tell Libertarian him. Party. Just tell him. Every me other the Civil War was about slavery. Yeah, the every Civil other War was not about slavery. I yeah. don't have to tell you that. Every other country except economic, white countries. It was an economic war. All countries in the world except white nations have slavery right now. Right? Just tell yeah. them that. Go to Africa. Go to Arabia. Go to China. All these nations have slavery right now, and white people were the only ones in history who ever freed slaves. Ever in Europe and America, end in the South. The the invention of cotton gin. It would have, yeah. It's just a real shame that it had to happen, yeah. Because it definitely, you know, that's what they talk about. Why we're so spoiled and we're in this problem with Ukraine. The Civil War, we lost maybe a million. They they know it's seven hundred thousand. Yeah. 700,000 American uh, uh, brothers. Uh, and sisters died in the Civil yeah. War. Uh, soldiers, that's not even con- uh, counting the civilian casualties. That's right. <laughs> World War Two. World War Two. We all we didn't even lose three hundred thousand. Uh huh. We haven't paid the toll that Russia Russia lost twenty five million. They call World War Two the Patriotic War. Right. And I'm in yeah, communications well. with uh, Russell Texas Bentley. You should have him on. And, okay. And uh, he. He's on uh, VK, and he's uh, he left America eight years ago, and he's been over there being a, a freedom fighter for the in the Donbass. He's been on Israeli right, news I think live. I've seen he was his videos. Gerald Salenti yeah. a few weeks ago. Uh, okay, but yeah, because uh, we need he, accurate information from what's going on in Ukraine. Yeah, maybe you could send me his contact info. I'll get in touch okay. with him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll send him a message and tell him. Okay. And, and he he's a he's a communist. He says he's a communist. <laughs> he's for the, you know, I don't agree with that. But right. at least I can have a conversation with him. He 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 did a couple years in. A lot of people pro- kind of know this about him, but they try to say he's CIA and they tried to attack him. And the first time I heard him was probably in 2013 on Jeff Rents Radio, and they try to say that he's some kind of agent. He uh, was selling marijuana, and he got a five-year charge, but he had $100,000 in savings. He told me this. He okay. had $100,000 in savings, and he did two years of the uh, the prison, and okay. he got work release. He got a fake ID, went to Mexico, <laughs> got went to Mexico, right. uh, got on an airplane, and went to Russia. Wow. And he wears – he's got – he wears his mocker off uh, – yeah, well, he's got his not Makarov uh, nine millimeter. He's wearing. He's a he's a uh, yeah. Donbass citizen. He's been to Moscow. He's given his life to Russia. He's learned to okay. speak Russian. He's married a Ukrainian woman, and and I don't hold it oh, against man. him. He and, ought to know what's going on over there. Fighting, <laughs> he's there fighting for the. He's fighting for the traditional Russian people. You know that what right. happened in Odessa in 2014. They killed the parliament people and burned them alive. 
right. and when they were climbing oh, out of yeah. buildings, they were shooting them. And then they call these 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 people that want to keep the Russian language Russian. Uh, they call them separatists. Oh, they're bad, evil separatists because right. they want they don't want diversity in yeah. their country, and they want to keep. Well, Russian Ukrainians tradition. want to keep their language, don't they? All right. So what's wrong with the Russians wanting to keep theirs? We want to preserve English. Is that racist to preserve English? Well, the Bible said there would be one language, and I believe right. that that one language, me and my wife was talking about the, I put some videos up uh, from VaticanCatholic.com today that I like, and and I was looking at uh, uh, uh-huh. the, the yeah, English. Uh, Catholic with Vatican II. I think eventually the mass would have went to English and that would have been an okay thing to do because the Bible does say that there'll be one yeah. language that uh, Israel Hebrew have, will have a new be. language. Right. Yeah. It's definitely so English. I, I could see the mass going to, but the church has been so corrupt, you know, oh, so man, not, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's even worse. You know, I mean, uh, the church had its uh, heyday in exterminating the uh, Waldenses, the Albigenses, and, and other, you know, whole populations uh, that didn't agree with Catholic ritual, right? And they were just going and exterminate yeah, whole absolutely. populations. But today, but they're subservient to the New World Order. They definitely subverted uh, by, and they became communists under John the Twenty Third, and so uh, they're simply puppets. They don't have any military might anymore, but uh, they're still playing the game. It's a political game, and uh, you know they're subservient to the, the Israelis. There's no doubt about that. They so, say still nothing happens unless it gets the Vatican approval. The Pope was asked before, uh, right, the Russian invasion. Yeah. Yeah, they'll say that the Vatican controls a lot. Yeah, I, that, to me that's just a game they're playing because th- that takes the heat off the Israelis. So they give the the, the Vatican the the stamp. They give the Vatican the stamp. You know, that's all it is. The Vatican doesn't have any real power. Okay, but they're they're the stamping authority. So that that's my perspective thought- on that. Yeah. Okay. What Catholics believe Ohio, they did a story last year about uh, the leader of Israel and the, uh-huh. they were trying to get Israel to be a country or something. The Vatican didn't oh, yeah. support it and the Pope at the right. time before Vatican II said, yeah. if, uh, I'll send all the, I'll send a hundred priests and everyone convert to uh, Catholicism and we'll support Israel as a country, right? And they wouldn't do it. They well, get this: convert. yeah, the Catholic Church has always supported slavery. They even supported slavery during the American Civil War. They supported the South. Has anybody called them on that? Right? No. What's their position on slavery today? Who knows? Right? They make all of these pontifications, you know, about this and that. And then what, what do you have? You have Catholic priests. Uh, buggering little children, right? Mm-hmm. Molesting little children. And nobody gives a damn. Certainly the Catholic Church doesn't give a damn. And the only way the parents can get recompenses is to sue the Catholic Church. That's what they have to do. The the the, the remnant Catholics do. There's a good group on uh, YouTube called uh, Church Militant. They do nightly right. news. And uh, they're, 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 they just went to Lafayette, Louisiana, where my wife is from. And they did like a hidden camera with some priests that are at, there's a Catholic seminary there, and they are, are uh, advocating for homosexuals. 
Wow. In the Catholic Church now. And the cat the church militant people don't like it. These are pre Vatican II Catholic people right, like exactly. Mel Gibson, VaticanCatholic.com, what Catholics believe. Uh, there's a remnant. There are right. a remnant yeah. of good people that believe in Christ, and they right. know the corruption that's in the church today yeah. with the devil's yeah. in the church. But here, mass media is covering it all up. You know, the, the only the occasional story gets covered by mass media when the, the affairs are so egregious that it makes local headlines, right? And then so you'll see the, you know, NBC, they, ABC cover it, but rarely. They use them when, when, when they're useful idiots. They had that story in Canada about the all the uh, orphans that were killed at the orphanage. There was 200 right? of them there. It, it was indigenous Indian kids that were killed by the church. And that all came out that that was a fraud. Right. So we don't know what is true and we what's not what. true. Uh, when they can use it to destroy... The belief they want to destroy the church for the belief in God because I was an altar boy and I went to Catholic school in Joplin and no one ever touched or did anything like that. The priests were always good. Right. I think I have a good foundation in religion uh, because of that. As a child, I still say prayer with my children at night and we say in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Right. And, okay. And, and I want my children to realize the the the, the three. Yeah. You're a religious background. Yeah. 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 Well, the Catholic Church changed dramatically at Vatican II because John uh, the twenty third was in fact a Freemason. And he was a plant, and his his purpose was to overthrow traditional Catholicism. That was his job, right? So uh, the Catholic Church has been actually pro-communist ever since then, both openly and softly, right? Uh, whenever you hear the Pope make a pronouncement, it's always in favor of human rights, right? And not in favor of... Oh, yeah, the Pope come out in 2015 and said we need to love the homosexuals. And the rich people need to give their money to the poor people. That's communism. Yeah. That's all they ever talk about. It's absolute communism. In a conversation with Russell Bentley, he says he doesn't think anybody should be allowed to have a billion dollars. And I kind of tend to agree with him that, that there should not be this 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 one percent class that controls everything this is where the third position if you right uh uh, the third position where government would step in and 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 put guidelines in there where the people aren't abused and there can be an equal playing field that feel that's what government is supposed to do because you can't have more than 200 people together and not have somebody be in charge sure somebody in charge we want a godly Right. Well, the American system is designed, correctly designed to prevent monopolies, uh, uh, prevent conspiracies where two or more companies or two or more individuals conspire to freeze out the uh, competition. Right. So uh, but, uh, you know, the, the robber baron period is over and the corporations now own the government. Right. And nobody's doing anything yeah. about monopoly. Absolutely nothing. That's why everything's and so corrupt. And they want to elect more attorneys to keep it as business as usual. They're all attorneys. Oh, yeah. The attorneys uh, are making fortunes off of the system the way it is, right? Well, that was begun by the Rockefellers. The Rockefeller began that system, right? They play both sides. There's never, uh, oh, yeah. like, there's never a resolution. These guys make laws to just fight. They just sue, and they just do 
they don't ever really have resolutions to problems for the people because right. it doesn't pay. As right. long as there's yeah. a fight going on, they're going to make lots of money. And the pe- right. who cares if the people suffer? Right. Well, I think that's another tactic you can take uh, if, when you're doing public speaking is just focus the light on the corporations and you know, the FDA and the lack of uh, co- accountability of the corporations. That, that's just big time. You know, that's national, local, international. Yeah, all these government people that when they retire from government, they go to work for, for the corporations, Biden, right? For the yeah, for the FDA. Right. They become the chairperson. Yeah, and they're advising the FDA and all these other corporations. It's we have corporate government now, and everybody, you know, people th- mm-hmm. still think that uh, politicians have power. No. They don't. It's oh, corporations. I met, I met several lobbyists. I asked people, "Oh, who are you?" And they would say, "Oh, I'm I'm nobody." I'm like, well, "Are you a citizen of Missouri?" I like I I tried to nail them down. You know, I'm like, "Oh, are you no, an I'm a no, South I'm African. Oh, <laughs> I'm a Canadian." And they would say, "Oh, I'm a lobbyist." And oh I'm like, well, man, you need this. You're a citizen of Missouri. You should learn about jury nullification. I talked to them, but uh-huh. but they're lobbyists. One guy, he folded his arms like a sitting bull Indian, and he listened to me, and I was like. Uh, you, you won't take one, and he's all no. He was real nasty. And then I walked in another room where there was a bunch of these attorneys in there, and I wanted to give them the jury nullification thing. And whenever I said I was running for a candidate, the guy's uh-huh. like, "Oh, you're campaigning. There's no campaigning in here. You got to get ah, out of here. Like the, the lobbyists were saying that. Attorney <laughs> tactics on me, and I should have told him shut up. But I yeah. was just a gentleman. I had the right. kids with me. And they run me out of there. There's about six or ten of them, yeah. but they were all a bunch of uppity. Right. Uh, I don't know what they were all legislators. They had their nose in the air, though, and they were very they could right. have gave me a minute and took my took yeah. my thing and thrown it away or whatever. But he just the guy didn't want to get he was just nasty. But the majority of people I talked to were very respect, respectful, yeah. Yeah. receptive, uh, except it. for the lawyers. Right. Except for the lawyers. The lawyers except and the for, corporate yeah. t- well, there's the a lobbyists lawyers I talked to. And I, and I think there are probably lawyers that. There are good uh, are lawyers. There's a few about helping people, and I think there are other ones there that are just paid guns. They're just paid. Right. How much you can pay them, they'll murder, kill, they'll flash, yeah. they'll flash and burn whatever they can for the dollars. Well, let me put it this way: uh, the lawyers I've run to in Chicago, there's two types. There's corporate lawyers, and then there's lawyers who serve individuals. Right? The corporate lawyers are ruthless. They're absolutely ruthless. Okay, because you're talking about big bucks. If you're a corporate lawyer, you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? So that's going to shape their worldview, (laughs) right? It's going to shape their worldview. If you run into a private lawyer who actually does like defense, criminal defense or something like that, right? Or maybe he's a, a, a divorce lawyer and actually represents people, right? But those who represent corporations... Uh, I wouldn't trust one. I wouldn't trust any of them. Yeah, but even the lawyers here that represent people, they just want to do a plea bargain. This this guy. Oh yeah, make it easy. Yeah. There knows our county. Right. <laughs> this attorney I had, I fired. They gave this guy had a mass murder. There was a love triangle fight. He was breaking in the house. The other guy shot him dead. He stole his wallet, and the guy clearly killed him and robbed him and fled the state. And right. The guy's free now on bond because his family paid the good old boy Christopher Swattage, the attorney in the local area, gave him thirty thousand dollars. 
Uh-huh. So he's friends with the pros, the new prosecutor, and he, uh. he told me he told me he's friends with the new prosecutor. So what back? I don't. I'm not privy to what backdoor deals went on to get that kid off a of murder. Right. But to fight and sue all these people that that uh, that I've had to fight myself. They want twenty five, thirty thousand dollars. My family does not have twenty five or thirty thousand right. dollars. We've already spent probably ten thousand yeah. dollars on justice can them. be bought. That's the that's the situation now. It's right. the best justice can buy in America, and, right. and that's got to stop. Yeah, yeah, and most people just give up. Most people just Jeffrey give up. Winehouse's attorney, this old guy Art LeBeau, who's like eighty seven, he just can't advocate for Jeffrey anymore. He's just too old. He's yeah. at home, and he's he's like a. He's like a paralegal guy that won a court case in the Missouri Supreme Court. He's never been an attorney bar member, and he advocated for Jeffrey. And when Jeffrey got found guilty, he was actually at Jeffrey's trial. And he's from Franklin County. And Art asked his attorney, why didn't you do more for Jeffrey? And and the attorney flat out told Art. And I I Uh believe Art. I know this is hearsay coming from another person, but Art told me, Jeffrey's lawyer told him, well, he didn't pay me enough. <laughs> Is that right. outrageous? Or well, how much money did he have? He people be... in the prison ministry have heard that story from right. Art LeBeau and, and, and know that story yeah. to be true. And it's just outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's an uphill battle. And the guy's but... a homosexual. He's a oh, homosexual that too. Attorney. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's speaks of their character, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. So well, I, I wish you the best of luck in your uh, pursuit of this uh, candidacy. It's going to be an uphill battle, but like I'm saying, the uh, Missouri is a very conservative state. If you stick to your guns and challenge your your, your opponents uh, on their immorality, right, and, and the corruption of their their party. Uh, I, I think you may have some success there. So who else is they're running against you? Tr- they're all wanting Trump's endorsement. That'd, that'd be a miracle oh. if uh, Donald Trump could look me up and be like, yeah. oh, I like that guy, Daryl. I'll help him out. <laughs> yeah. I need, I need a, uh, I need a, I need a pack or a, what do you call right. it? A committee. I need a committee to elect Daryl McClanahan. There you go. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Don't be a blessing. I don't know. It's all in God's hands. And It is. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll uh, let you go. I appreciate your <laughs> folk having me on, and yeah. uh, any, just even if you can't support me financially, anything, just pray for me and my family. It's a Christian. Yeah. Pray for Jeffrey. Uh, I have another friend, Noel, down there in Theodosia, who was fighting with his wife and drove away from the cops, and he's in the jail now without oh, bail. Man. And so we're praying for Noel Cole. Uh, uh, he, and he's a good guy. There's a video with Noel. He was helping us move and everything when we were down there and a witness to a lot. He, he introduced himself to me. And, and uh, so he's going to be okay. He called me today. Okay. And, uh, so when so, does the campaign start? When uh, when does the official, you know, all the candidates line up and begin campaigning and the, uh, what do you call it, the primaries? When's right all now, get- they have been for that. They have been since uh, since Matt Blunt. Uh, announced his retirement and that there would be an open seat. Oh, okay. So, All right. Okay. Well, give out your, uh, your, your now. Give out your contact info again so people can donate. It's going to be Daryl McClanahan, D A R R E L L McClanahan, M C C L A N A H A N, and uh, it's Shell City, Missouri. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's dark. My memory is. 
You have a P.O. Uh, you have a PO box now, right? Yeah, it's P.O. Box 77. Uh, that's easy I'll to remember. Shell City, huh? Missouri. Uh, that's all very easy to remember, uh, except for the zip code. Daryl McClanahan, yeah, P.O. Definitely. Box 77, Shell City, Missouri. And the zip code is somewhere in Oklahoma, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got Yeah, because uh, if you miss it, Daryl. The zip code is 64783. And my home phone number is 417-388-9595. 417-388-9595. And I'll tell you, I used to have, uh, what was the guy's name? He passed away, but a, a listener to your show, he was a critic of yours. But right. he passed oh. away, and he had his opinion. And but he called me and he, he we did some Bible study together and stuff. So it, feel anyone feel free to call me if they want to call and say hello. And if they wanted to support me, their support would be greatly appreciated. Uh, okay. So there you go. Very good. Okay, Daryl, a uh, pleasure having you on. Uh, I wish you the best of luck, and we will pray for you. Okay. Thank you. Eli. You might have a you might have a more interesting life than you want. <laughs> right? I'm but it's good. It's all in God's plan. Amen. Check out my Facebook, Daryl McClanahan. The info's on there on Facebook. So. Yes. Yeah. And Missouri Battle Flag. You have what a uh, what kind of account is that? Is that I'm your? I'm on Twitter. Yeah, on I'm Twitter? on Twitter as Missouri Battle Flag. So. Okay. All right. Very good. So people can get a hold of you. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. And Yahweh bless. Okay. All right. Very good. Okay. All right, folks. Thanks for uh, listening to this uh, great interview between myself and Daryl McClanahan. And we're going to go to a different subject at, uh, right now. And uh, we want to talk a little bit more about Paul. A week ago, I did a, a show about Paul and the law. And uh, today I want to cover a little bit more on Paul and good works because the Judeo churches teach falsely that Paul teaches against good works. But if you actually read <laughs> the, the statements that Paul makes, we find that he's not opposed to good works at all. And, of course, these churches teach that good works won't get you into heaven. But, however, it, the Bible clearly repeats many times that when the judgment day comes, you will be judged according to your works, not according to how much faith you have, not according to your beliefs or your, your belief in being raptured or any of that stuff. It says over and over and over again, you will be judged according to your works. And Paul says the same thing. So this uh, mischievous philosophy that is being pervaded by the Judeo churches is really something to behold. So I'm going to go into the exoneration of Paul. And let me copy this real quick. And I'm going to put it in the chat room because this uh, this is a detailed study of Paul's actual teachings on the law and on good works, which very, very few, and you know the antinomians, those are people who don't believe in the law, handpick the verses they want to quote, which sound like, and if you don't give the other side, and we're supposed to give the other side its due, we can never make judgments based on one side of the story. 
Okay, so uh, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned it last week. Uh, I don't think I did. In Second Colossians two fourteen, where the Judeo churches claim that the law was nailed to the cross, and that is absolutely false. That's just another lie. It's a theological lie. What was nailed to the cross was chirographon, which is simply a list. And since the, the, the fact of the matter is that what was forgiven at the cross was our sins. So that list, chirographon, is a reference to what was forgiven at the cross, and that was our past sins. That's the only possible thing it could mean. If Paul meant to say that the law was nailed to the cross, he would have wrote nomos, which is Greek for law. But he didn't use the word nomos. He used the word chirographon. So anybody who says that the law was nailed to the cross is either insincere or or ignorant. Ignorant or insincere. Can't be honest. Can't be an honest person. Okay, so I'm just going to start quoting real quickly here uh, about how how Paul treats the concept of good works and their value. And for for example, here in First Timothy, but if any provide not for his own, and especially those of his own house, he has denied the faith, and is worse than an infidel. That's First Timothy five eight. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. That's Ephesians 5.11. So much for those group of mamby-pamby Christians who say, oh, well, you shouldn't criticize people. You shouldn't criticize a murderer in the act of murder. You shouldn't criticize somebody who opposes Christianity. It's absolute nonsense, folks. Let me repeat this. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. Unquote. Daryl may want to hang on to that verse as a politician. Quote, For he is a minister of God to you for good, but if you do that which is evil, be afraid, for he bears not the sword in vain, that is, he's the judge, (laughs) for he is the minister of God a revenger to execute wrath upon him that does evil, unquote. This is Romans 13, 4. So he preaches vengeance. He he preaches execution, judgment against evil. And also Peter, 1 Peter 3, 11 to 13 states the same thing. And then in Romans 12, 9, Paul says, Abhor that which is evil, cling to that which is good. So you can see that Paul clearly teaches that we are supposed to stay with good and eschew evil. Okay? In verses 9 through 14 of Romans chapter 12, Paul enumerates a list of sins that we must avoid. Yet the we are all saved crowd say that we need not heed such instruction. Once saved, always saved is what they say. And this has resulted in a tremendous change in Christian doctrine. And it's it's a false teaching because the fire and brimstone preaching of yesteryear has died out. And those preachers always preached that if you fail to obey the law, you will get punished. And you may burn in hell for it. But you won't find a, a Judeo preacher anymore to say anything like that. 
It just they just won't do it. So this heading here, good works versus works of the law. Now there's a lot of uh, confusion about this expression works of the law. The problem is that Paul repeatedly has only good things to say about good works. And it encourages us to engage in good works. In fact, Matthew chapter 15, I I think I'll save this for the end, where Yahshua himself tells us, "If if you expect to be allowed into the kingdom, you had better compile a list of good works on your own behalf. Okay? You had better do that. There's a, a contra- there's a conflict, a contradiction in the way these two expressions are used in Scripture. The works of the law, Paul always has a negative opinion of this works of the law, this expression. Not of good works. He always has a good opinion of good works, but always has a negative opinion of the works of the law. So why is this? So you have to... This is a real theological problem. You have to do dig into the scriptures, read all these verses carefully where these two expressions occur. And that's what I did when I wrote this article, The Exoneration of Paul, Part 3. And I continue here. A careful reading of Paul's epistles makes it very obvious that he teaches against the former, that is, works of the law, and just as obviously is in favor of the latter, that is, good works. From this fact, we must logically conclude that there must be a real difference between the two concepts, because the distortionists, that is, the Judeo-Christians, have not done their homework, or because they have deliberately contrived to confuse this issue. Little sense can be made made out equating these two concepts, and they can't be equated. The works of the law and good works are two different concepts, and we'll, we'll get into what's the difference. The failure to address Hebrew and Greek idioms is responsible for many such misunderstandings. We cannot always take the language of Scripture literally. When contradictions arise, we must investigate the idioms that often help to clarify the intent of the author. The idiomatic use of the expression works of the law will now be considered. But first, so the Judeos insist that works of the law means good works or righteous works or even obedience to the law. But that's not what this expression means. Let's get into it. Let's consider an example of the false ideas that have come about because of a failure to investigate scriptural language. This statement by an antinomian pretty well sums up the delusionist, distortionist concept concerning works versus grace. So salvation cannot be by works and God's grace is what the author wants to state. Quote, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he has saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. In other words, God does it on his own. We have nothing to do with it. Our good works don't count for anything. Now this is a quotation from Titus 3.5, but the context of Titus 3.5 is not being totally discussed here. Let's continue. This Bible verse makes it plain and simple that good works will not save anyone. 
Listen to the message of Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay, so what is faith? Faith is not mere belief. We have discussed this in the previous episode on this subject. It means faithfulness, which means you have to do things to prove that you're worthy. Okay, Hebrews, I think it's chapter 13, might be chapter 10, where Paul discusses the faithfulness of the patriarchs, including Abraham and others. And in every single case, when he talks about their faith, he is talking about what they did, what they accomplished, how they behaved in a righteous manner. And that's what he calls faith. Okay, so his version of faith includes the good works they did. Because, as Peter says, uh, I'm sorry, James, faith without works is dead. So Paul agrees with that in the book of Hebrews. It just isn't spelled out as clearly or as plainly as, as James states it. And the reason why is because when James uses the word faith, he means faithfulness, okay? And your faithfulness, is it means nothing unless it's proven by your good works, okay? Paul really doesn't address it in that, that clear term, but in Hebrews, he certainly insists that faith, that what counts is your accomplishment according to your faith and according to your righteousness. That's what's important. That's what gives them, that's what he calls faith or faithfulness. And I have been insisting that in virtually every single case, the word should be faithfulness because to be faithful is to be behaving accordingly, right? Not just having a mere belief in something. So anyway, he he seems to think that grace is something that uh, uh, overcomes the law. No, it's not. Grace, if a, if a judge has you before the court, and even if he finds you guilty, he can punish you or he can let you off. Well, that's grace. The judge let you off. But you better learn the lesson. If you do that again, he might not let you off the second time. Okay? So he he's still quoting that it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. What kind of works is Paul talking about? Is he talking about good works? Now, the passage does not say good works. It says works. Is he talking about the rituals, the works of the Old Testament? People have to understand that what Paul was, he was trying to get the Israelites, especially those of the house of Judah, which be the tribe of Judah and the tribe of Benjamin, who had for 1,500 years practiced all these rituals, that is works of the law, right? By done by the Levitical priesthood, that's the type of work he is talking about. So the author continues here. How many scriptures does God need to put in front of our face before we get the idea salvation is not by merit? Well, he's wrong in two cases, okay? He's got works 
He doesn't know what these works really are talking about, and he doesn't know what faithfulness means. All right, so there's two errors right there. He's taking the language at face value, not realizing that these words are loaded, and they're loaded with bad definitions. Okay? I'll just read his last verse here, his last sentence. The plain teaching of the inspired word of God is that salvation is not by works. You just read the scriptures for yourself. However, and uh, you know, I said that he's got bad definitions of these words. And this is from an article entitled Good Works Versus Grace by David J. Stewart. Now, he's obviously sincere in this belief, but he's only reading these words at face value, and he's not addressing the contradiction between the concept of good works and works of the law. That, that, that should be obvious. Now, good works is easy. Everybody knows what good works are. They're acts of kindness. They're acts of charity. They're acts of obedience to Yahweh's law. Those are the good works. Okay? So it's really not hard to define what good works are. But what are works of the law in this contest, as Paul uses the expression? That's where the problem is. So let's continue here. Grace and faith are not replacements for the law. In fact, grace and faith are legal concepts. Grace actually means favor. When Yahweh decides to give you favor, then you're a lucky person. But is that based on your sinfulness? Is he going to give you grace? Is he going to be gracious to you if you're a sinner? No. It's happening. Same with faith. It has to be faithfulness. Is he going to save you simply because you believe that Jesus is God and you and you act contrarywise, right? But Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if you're not keeping his commandments, you don't love him. You may say you love him, but you're not, okay? These two concepts, grace and faith, do not supersede the law. Properly understood, these are actually legal concepts, okay? Thirdly, Mr. Stewart falsely believes that the last Passover forgave all sins for all time. This is nonsense. Peter and Paul clearly state that the sacrifice at the cross only forgave our past sins. The reference from Paul is Romans 3.25, and the reference from Peter is 2 Peter 1.9. Both of them clearly state that only our past sins were forgiven. We cannot continue to sin and expect to gain entry into the kingdom. Period. This is the exact opposite of what Mr. Stewart is arguing. You have to take all of the verses into consideration. You cannot just lump your your interpretation of certain verses and ignore verses that contradict your opinion. You cannot do that. That's That's dishonest. That's totally dishonest. Anyway, Acts 3.19 confirms this, where we are told to repent and be converted so that our sins may be blotted out. This is after the cross, folks. Many evangelicals teach this absurd doctrine which has no basis in Scripture. If that were true, the New Testament would not bother to tell us to repent of our sins, for there wouldn't be any. 
Fourthly, Mr. Stewart confuses the works of the law with good works. The two are not the same. The first three objections will be dealt with in greater detail in Exoneration Part 4. Here I will deal with Objection 4, which is the difference between works of the law and good works. Okay. So, because uh, there's a shortage of time at this point, the essence of the teaching is Paul uses a term called the works of the law. Most modern Christians have assumed that what he is talking about is the law of Moses. They are assuming that he is saying the law is done away with. The works of the law are of no avail, and the works of the law are not part of the system. Everyone then writes these comments back to the Old Testament generally and says that the works of law have no relevance to us. Because why? Because we're our our future, even our future sins have been forgiven. No, the Bible says nothing of the kind. Okay, and that was nailed to the cross was the moral law of the commandments. That's what they actually believe. But there is another aspect called the works of the law, which relates to the sacrificial law and relates to the law of God only in an indirect way. The works of the law have not been understood. It is only now through archaeological evidence they were able to understand what Paul was actually addressing. We can now demonstrate that Paul was actually taking talking about a body of writings. He was actually referring, what he was actually referring to is Pharisaic writings that were popular in Paul's time. That's what is really being addressed by this expression, works of the law. And of course, that it does include the Levitical rituals, the Old Testament you know, rites, the rites, the deeds of the law, that the that the Israelites would take oblations and money and doves and sacrificial animals to have their sins remitted. Okay, Paul clearly says that we no longer have the advantage of having our sins remitted in such an easy way. Now we have to fend for ourselves and do good. Do good. I've, I've quoted at length all the verses, not all of them, but many verses in which Paul says, Good works are necessary. Okay? So, that this, that this, what Paul was referring to, is a, is an expression, a figure of speech that was a reference to these other rituals that had become popular, plus Pharisaic rituals is what he's actually referring to. Because as the Pharisees took over the priesthood, they invented new rituals, right? They invented new rituals. And these new rituals is what he's talking about. That's what he's talking about. Okay. In Romans 3, 20-27, For no human being would be justified in his sight by works of the law, since through the law comes knowledge of the sin. Okay, so he's talking about the Old Testament rituals here. But now the righteousness of God has been manifest apart from law, although the law and the prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption which is Christ Jesus. Okay, so this is talking about that one act that occurred at Calvary. That one act that occurred at Calvary, and that's all it's referring to. Okay, so now I'm going to switch to 
have to turn on my e-sword here because it's very important that we understand what's going on in Matthew chapter 25, where you can't, you cannot contradict the words of Jesus Christ. You simply cannot do that. Paul doesn't do it. It's a, a combination of poor translations, people having itching ears and wanting to, you know, have those verses mean what they want them to mean rather than doing any research and finding out what they actually mean. Okay, this is where modern Christianity is at. So turning to Matthew chapter 25, toward the end, where Yahshua talks about the sheep and the goats. It's very important to consider. And this is the final judgment. When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations. And you could take this to meaning all the Israelite nations, but certainly all nations will be judged as well. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then shall the king say unto them on this, on his right hand, Come, ye blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. And I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer to him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee, and hungered, and fed, and fed thee, and thirsty, and gave thee drink? And then, when saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in, or naked, and clothed thee? Or when did he saw we sick, or in prison, and came to unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, you have done it unto me. Is this talking about mere belief? Is this talking about rituals? The works of the law? This is talking about deeds of kindness and brotherly love. That's what he's talking about here. So, he just stated that those of us who perform these good deeds, and that's what these things are, no doubt about it, these are your ticket to the kingdom. Can't be any plainer. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Whoa! For I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not, sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee naked, and hungered, and athirst, and a stranger, or sick, or in prison? And when did we not minister to thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye did it not, to one of the least of these ye did not unto me. 
and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So anybody who says that good works don't count, please direct them to Matthew chapter 35, I'm sorry, 25, beginning with the verse, I think it's uh, 35, let me scroll back up and find. So for your future reference, Matthew 25 verses 31 to the end, 31 to 46, where he clearly spelled out that if you don't do these good works, these kind these kind acts, and help your brethren who are in need, if you do not that if you do not do these things, you will not get into the kingdom. I can tell you this much I have never heard an antinomian quote these passages. I've never heard a faith only and no good works person quote these passages. Because these are definitive. They clearly say, if you do not do these good works, you won't get into the kingdom. If you do them, you will get into the kingdom. Bottom line, end of story. Thanks for listening. Praise Yahweh, pass the ammunition. See you all next time. Bye-bye.